1: Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is not a drill, guys. We actually have an ad on Triviality for the first time, but uh, that's thanks to Zencaster. Um, they brought us a long way. Uh, if you've been listening to our show, you have probably noticed an increase in quality over the years partially due to zencaster studio quality for our guests who call into the studio stay tuned for more information on that during the swing round and after the podcast
3: recorded in chicago illinois with your hosts ken matt neil and jeff this is triviality
2: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. This is Ken coming at you. We have Jeff and Neil in the studio and Matt is no more.
4: Matt is no more. He disintegrated after Thanos snapped his fingers. Uh, we're hoping for the sequel where he'll come back. But hey, three out of four, still alive. Pretty good. Yeah, we made the The scenario is supposed to be 50-50. What did they call it in the movie? Is it the snapping or what, what's it, it was called?
2: The, the, blip? Or the blip. I think it's the official.
4: Okay. I feel like we're like three years too late Because on
2: Because they, sh- yeah. <laughs> No, well, here's the thing. They shot that Spider-Man one before people saw Infinity War, and then people started calling it The Snap. Mm. But in the movie, which they shot already, they called it The Blip.
4: And this is in no relation to the miniseries that came out a long time ago called The Slap. The slap. And also no relation... <laughs> Zachary Quinto. To Zachary Quinto, right. And it's also no relation to the Oscars. Correct. I
3: was going to say, that's, that's the part
4: two, right? Yeah, right.
2: The two greatest slaps on TV. I guess so. Yeah. Or, or most unfortunate.
4: True, and most probably the most awkward. Maligned. Maligned.
2: Anyways, yeah. Good intro, guys.
4: Yeah, great intro was of it? jokes, ten years old or whatever, however long Infinity War ago was. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Anyways, uh, we got some great guests and a great host today joining us over uh, the ZenCaster. So we're excited.
4: Yep, we're excited to have them over ZenCaster, which uh, helps us record their audio. Uh, directly from their source that's right
2: and uh the first guest is alicia from california she's an oakland five supporter so we can't thank her enough for that welcome to the show alicia hi yeah why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself
0: uh i teach math at a middle school um and i i'm just really excited to be on the podcast
2: yeah thanks so much we're, excited to we're, have you yeah we're glad that you uh you listen and uh, we'll just get right to it. Our host with the most today, another Oakland Five supporter. Uh, that is Nathan Sharnock. He's in uh, Dallas, Texas. Even though he's an Howdy. Oakland Five supporter, you can you can not, support not Oakland in Five. Oakland. Yeah,
5: <laughs> in, in I've Dallas. I've been to Oakland, so I guess I've got that going for me.
2: Yeah, you just skimmed the Oakland Five uh, culture. Yeah, that's good. Tell us a little about a little bit about yourself.
5: Well, uh, I work in the public transit here in dallas i just make sure the trains crash on time
2: that's my job
5: yeah actually we uh you know we have as far as i know we have yet to trap anybody in a tunnel so we leave that up to washington dc that's their job that's that's (sighs) their
4: gig no no daylight starring sylvester stallone situations
5: no we, we we try and avoid that as much as possible you have a movie reference for every situation, you know that? Well,
4: I was going to say, if uh, if he ever gets kidnapped from doing his duties, it would be The Taking of Tarnock, one, two, three. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
2: That's a good episode title, to be honest. Oh, good. That's yeah, my job. We, jo- we really, might consider that.
4: All I care about is just throwing little episode titles in under the cuff throughout the whole episode. That's really all I care about. And when I get one, I feel good about myself.
2: So, uh, Nathan, if you could send Jeff a photo of yourself for the big Photoshop job, just in case we decide to use it as a title.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, I will see what I can do.
2: find a good one. Well, those are the intros. I think Alicia, you're going to team up with Neil today.
0: Yeah, I am super horrible at sports and Neil very kindly volunteered to kind of pick up that slack. Neil,
2: super okay at sports. I was
3: going to say of the the three (laughs) of us left in the studio since the snapping, uh, Neil is the least worst.
4: Yes, that's correct. And, and Alicia and I were talking about, uh, Jigglypuff before we started recording and, uh, she said, "Jigglypuff," and that makes me think of Sean Combs, Puff Daddy. Oh, of course, yep. uh, So we're gonna be Jigglypuff Daddy.
2: Very good. Uh, since you're doing a Pokemon, I guess we'll take a, what Psyduck, and we'll be Psyduck in a box. Pretty good team names. All right. Now, if we uh, if we sweep up Matt's uh, dust here. And we throw it out. Can he be re uh, reassembled later? Or well, here's do my you have question. To keep the dust. Can
4: we take you to your tattoo artist uh-huh. and and use his, his dust? Dust, is an dust ink. as an ink. And then what happens if he does come back? Does he come out of your body? Yeah, probably. Like Quato Another reference of Quato on this. On All right, this that's podcast. enough of that.
2: <laughs> well, uh, let's get the rules.
1: Because nobody does it better. You're the cream of the crop.
4: Great rules, Reed. Uh, it, it was fitting that Humphrey Bogart would read the rules because behind Nathan is a stand-up of Humphrey Bogart.
2: Yeah. He lost his scarf, we hear. So he's cold-neck bogey, though, today.
5: And somewhere there's also a cardboard cutout of Vivian Lee, which I really need to find.
2: Uh, nobody gives a damn. Do you sleep in this room? So you wake no. up and you see Bogart's silhouette towering no. over
5: you? But when uh, when when guests come and stay over at the house, I generally put it outside their door when I go to sleep. Uh, very good, very good.
4: Sweet dreams, classic. Sweet dreams, kid. That's not bad. Yeah,
5: I'll give it a C
2: C+.
4: Well, I was doing what I was doing was uh, Peter Brady doing Humphrey Bogart from Brady Bunch when he goes uh, pork chop and shosh. Is that a, a is famous that, episode? Is he
2: doing a Humphrey Bogart impression? Yeah, he,
4: so he's trying to figure out a personality because someone said you don't have a personality. So he watched a Humphrey Bogart movie and then he started doing the voice. So he goes. Alice, Alice, watch for dinner, and she goes pork chops. He goes pork chops, pork Pork chops, chops and applesauce. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I've heard the pork chops and applesauce, but I didn't know he was doing an impression. Yeah, so now I have the full context. Mm -hmm. And
5: on that note, let's
2: get to the game.
5: All right. So for this game, uh, just an important note before we start: there are some clues hidden in the questions and in the category names. But here's the confusing part not all of the clues are for the question at hand. Some of them are for later questions. Ooh. So just try and try and keep in mind things that I might say throughout the game because they might help you either in the immediate question or in a later one. Neil's so. brain's going to explode.
4: Yeah, I'm going to lean on Alicia for that.
5: Okay. Um, <laughs> and fortunately for everybody, I did cut down the amount of sports questions, so I guess it's good that... Uh, We don't have all the sports people here today, so (laughs) um, I guess we can go ahead and get started with uh, round one, question one category is, I think Funeral for a Friend wrote a song about it. Annapolis is one of my favorite cities in the U.S. It also happens to be the smallest state capital by area at less than seven square miles. This city, however, is the largest state capital by area, but definitely not by population, and it is also the second largest city in America by area. What city is it?
2: Can
3: I believe we can lock
2: in? That's good.
0: Um, I'm biased towards Sacramento just because I'm in California. Okay. And I know Sacramento is pretty large. I don't know. Oh, com, I know compared to Los Angeles and San Francisco, it's relatively not dense. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I would – Uh, what about like – a place in Texas or Montana because those are really big states like area wise
4: well I know Houston I believe now is the third I think it moved up from four to three for uh, most population over Chicago Um, it was also making me think of Juneau Alaska as a capital that had a lot of area but didn't have a lot of people I I mean we could just go Sacramento if you want just to do the hometown answer
0: yeah we'll stick with that (laughs)
3: All right. And um, I believe that like five or six of the largest cities uh, in the United States are all in Alaska. So we locked in with Juneau, Alaska.
5: Juneau is correct. We were close. Question two for relaxing times. Hawked by Bill Murray in the film Lost in Translation, this company, which now owns Jim Beam, is the founder of the first commercial distillery in Japan. Sadly, the movie made Japanese whiskey way too popular and it is a little difficult to buy nice Hibiki or Yamazaki these days. What is the uh company?
4: Reluctant. Uh, do you know this one Alicia? I think I know it but just wanted to go check.
0: I have a good idea. The only one I can the only well, I know Centauri has really good alcohol and uh like distilled alcohol like the hard alcohol. So I'm Like, if I had to guess on my own, I would say Centauri.
4: I think you're right, because if I remember in the movie, he's doing a commercial. I think he says Centauri time. So I'm cool to lock that in if you are. For relaxing times, make it
2: Centauri time.
5: That is correct. Centauri is the company. Uh, I knew that uh, most of y'all don't drink, so I figured I'd throw in the movie angle to make it a little easier.
4: It definitely helped. That's for sure.
2: I believe Santori also makes all kinds of beverages, too. Like, I think they have a lot of stuff in the vending machines and
5: Oh, stuff yeah, like that. all kinds of stuff. They also make an excellent gin, if you're ever wanting some good gin. There you go. Hmm. Um, all right, so for question three, a story of very unrelaxing times. In a film series that only has one original screenplay, which happened to be the worst of all the films... The rest were adapted from either screenplays or novels. The first film is adapted from a book titled Nothing Lasts Forever, where a guy named Leland goes to see his daughter, and wacky hijinks and or violence occur. What is this movie?
4: I can lock like in for us, Alicia. Ah, uh, that just took a second. Uh, the
2: Nothing Lasts Forever I had a place it. I believe. Is this is Die Hard. Does that make sense? Okay. You said one was based off of a book. No. What'd you say?
5: At least, well, so this one was based off a book titled "Nothing Lasts Forever." I think out of the series, two of them were based on books. I think it's the Die Hard series.
3: Yeah, the only thing I can think of is "Nothing Lasts Forever" is lyrics from "Dust in the Wind" by Journey.
2: But, <laughs> so that's not it. <laughs> no. No. Also, I think "November it, I think Rain" it, I think by Guns N' Roses. I think that's the book that Die Hard's based on. So.
4: Okay. Yep, I believe uh, "Nothing Lasts Forever," uh, written by Roderick Thorpe. Originally, it was going to star Frank Sinatra. Uh, we went Die Hard.
5: That is correct. It is Die Hard. I
4: always forget that that
3: the premise is much older than, than the late eighties.
4: Yeah, Sinatra was going to do the movie, and uh, he realized he was getting a little too old. But they had to ask him permission because of the contract, because he was like kind of tied to it. And then he, you know, gave his blessing. And then they
3: he's like, "I'm it. not walking over broken glass." Yeah. And Actually, how it... would he say it in the Sinatra sing songy
4: accent? Uh. <laughs> You two-time and punk guy and going over broken glass. Sorry, That's more Charles Bronson, sorry. actually. but It was still okay. Yeah, Who's passable was awesome?
2: for being uh, asked to do an impression yeah. on the spot.
4: Yeah.
5: All right. So on to question four. Also a 1977 hit for Slim Dusty. Ever since the Sunset Limited stopped running east of New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina, there has not been a true coast-to-coast rail journey in North America. In fact, they're almost non-existent around the world. One country however has two. One the Gan, runs north south while this train runs east west and is named for the two oceans that it connects. Name this train.
3: Hmm. The only problem is this, there's no
4: oceans in there.
5: I know but I
2: don't know what else to say.
4: It's making me I'm thinking like a, a country that is prolific with trains is usually Japan but I don't know if they have an like east west has- train and I don't know what oceans are near Japan.
2: Well, we'll go ahead and lock in here. So, well,
3: We're going to take a guess.
4: Okay, so they're locked in, Alicia. Um, I don't know much about trains or oceans, uh, but I believe Japan has uh, a lot of famous trains, um, different modes of transportation. Uh, GAN kind of makes me think in that area, but I could be way off. What are you thinking?
0: You know what? I think that would be a really good guess because I know Nathan, I know we had a question just about Suntory and he did say that some of the clues just kind of help with questions you know future questions so i think japan would be a really good guess
4: okay and do you happen to know i'm really bad with this but the oceans that would be east west would pacific be one of them pacific something Safe uh, to say.
0: <laughs> pacific and indian maybe or okay. is that a sea?
4: indian no indian ocean i believe right maybe like it does sound indian pacific kind of sounds like a train the Indian Pacific. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to go with that? Yeah. Okay.
3: Um, we're going to guess uh, that this might be Australia-related, um, and we're going to say Indian Pacific.
5: So one of you got it straight up. The other one fell into it. It is the Indian Pacific, which runs from Sydney to Adelaide.
4: Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Well, it, it pays off, kids. Sometimes you know nothing about oceans or geographical location. but I don't uh, believe Japan does, touches the Indian Ocean at any point. It does not.
5: Yes, the the Sea of Japan Pacific would be a weird name for a train. All right, so let's move on to question five, Croak, Madame. For about a year, I lived in Denton, Texas. Known for songs such as 1989 and Girls All the Bad Guys Want, the band Bowling for Soup no! was based in Denton. <laughs> <laughs> However, they are not actually from Denton. They are originally from Wichita Falls, which is also the city where this two-time Olympic gold medalist in Atlanta and Athens and two-time Women's World Cup champion grew up and graduated from high school.
2: All right, so we're locking in. And you said what? With Neil's Neil, favorite. Neil, Neil's favorite. <laughs>
4: okay. My favorite? I don't know. Uh, so, Alicia, what, what are you thinking on this one?
0: Uh, I had two. So, Megan Rapino. Like, I know she's a popular soccer, women's soccer player. And the other one I can think of off the top of my head is Mia Hamm. Because I know she's from the era that would have played in the two cities that Nathan mentioned.
4: I like I like your thinking on that, because he did say the 96 Olympics, uh, which was here in the U.S. Um, yeah, and when I think of, you know soccer players from the 90s i feel like mia ham is is the the most famous and, and the best of, of that era so i, I do like mia ham if you want to go with that
5: all right cool
3: uh we guessed one of the other women who was famous at that time for that team we said brandy chastain
5: and it was mia ham born in alabama but raised in wichita fall texas
4: great poll alicia coin flip yep, coin flip that we lost Well, uh, speaking of coin flips, uh, it's usually 50-50, and uh, at the end of the first five questions, both teams picking up 40 points, so it's tied at 40.
5: All right, so let's move on to question six, like melting clocks. Time is an illusion. It's an arbitrary abstraction that humans have generally based either on the movement of the sun or phases of the moon to measure the progression of existence. Though he wrote a brief history of time, Stephen Hawking worked in physics and cosmology. Not this, which is the study of time. So
2: we make up a? Uh... Oh, I mean,
3: th- does that, that? Yeah. Does that make sense though? Yeah,
2: it's it's <sighs> yeah, it's a word.
3: I, I know it's a word. And I it's... was
2: gonna say temporal physics
3: manipulation.
2: <sighs>
4: no, it's a magic card. Damn it.
2: Anyways, I like your answer. Well, lock
4: in. Okay, so they're locked in. I'm pretty sure Stephen Hawking wasn't studying Morris day in the time, uh, even though that's a shame. Um, my, my, uh, just a bit outside. Just a bit outside. My, uh, my brain, my feeble brain, immediately thinks it's kind of a fun trick and it's timeology, but I know it's not going to be that. So what are you thinking?
0: Um, I know the other Latin or uh, Greek root for time is cron.
4: Like chronicles
0: and all of that. So chronology?
4: I like chronology. That's great, bringing in the Latin there. That, and it is a word. It's something we all know about. And I feel like a professor of chronology sounds really cool. Let's go with that, if that's okay with you. Cool.
3: Yeah, uh, we did the same thing. We said uh, ology, uh, the study of, and chronos. Uh, we just smashed it together, hoping that they're both Greek, and said chronology.
5: So... Technically, it would be horology, which is because chronology is yep. the study of arranging things. Uh, that's right. In order, so I've
3: heard of horology.
5: Sorry, <laughs> no. Uh, I, I I thought that that might be something that would trip people up, but is that where the word hour comes from? Yes.
2: Ooh.
4: Oh, so is it h o u r ology? Horology. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Okay. Uh, it's
5: oh, H, H, h-o-r i think h-o-r-o-l-g-y
4: but yeah just trying to make sure so I, in the future i don't get in trouble if yeah. i'm talking yeah, about I'm horology
0: around 12 year olds all day and my mind just i, I immediately went to the dirty thing
2: yeah. well you're kind of so, around a couple 12 year olds right now in a way mentally yeah. Yeah, we
4: never got past sixth grade in our minds that's correct so it's the same science harvey keitel and Taxi driver studied (laughs) yes
5: (laughs) all right so let's move on to number seven not just a train after i stopped waking up at 4 a.m to open a starbucks every morning i tried to cut down on my caffeine intake by switching to tea after the morning I have one tea I'm particularly fond of. It's an Indian tea named after the area in West Bengal between Nepal and Bhutan where it is grown. It is typically, but not limited to, black tea. And it can also make green, white, and oolong teas. What tea is this?
4: How dare you, sir? We're locked in. <laughs> I also remember the days what a, of...
2: What a, what a little drop that was that he, that he put in there. It, it almost grazed right past Why me. Why
4: do you have to call attention to things? That's fine. That's fine. Uh, do you know anything about tea, Alicia? I might have to rehear the question if there's a clue in there, but
0: um, I believe. Oh, I know chai tea is definitely Indian, but mm-hmm. I've heard from people that chai is just the generic like Indian word for tea. It it, so it, it's it kind just of, means tea. Yeah. Um, when he mentioned the train, Dar uh, Darjeeling.
4: Oh, the Darjeeling Limited or Darjeeling. Yeah. It's not limited to, you said. <laughs> I know. Oh, I got that now. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm totally fine with that answer. Great poll on that.
5: Yeah, we said Darjeeling.
4: I was just
3: enjoying a cup with Mrs. Nesbitt.
5: <laughs> that is correct. It is Darjeeling. And uh, shout out to Louis for giving me the idea to throw in the word limited, one of the playtesters. So.
3: We did have it before then, Ken and I, but uh, that cemented our answer
4: so yeah. it was a great clue uh and it you made me think of my days at starbucks waking up at 4 a.m uh, and then i also would get a chai tea in the afternoon sometimes after having uh a bunch of you know refreshers and espresso shots and coffee to stay awake Yikes. good
2: thing yeah, nobody it, good thing nobody on the podcast works for starbucks anymore and instead works for the uh, conglomerate conglomerate yeah
5: yes i uh yeah i Every morning would put four or five shots in a cup and just knock it back to start the day. (laughs) All right, so we can move on to number eight, Build Me a Home. Known for his Five Points Manifesto of Architecture and many works in France, such as Villa Savoie, the master plan for Chandigarh in India, and many other works, the Swiss-born French architect Charles-Edouard Genere is better known as what? Due to him apparently resembling a crow
3: old beaky face
5: (laughs) don't laugh at my answer (laughs) a big bird
3: (laughs) funny i like it it's funny i don't think it's right i just think it's funny the
5: it's the it's similar to or it comes from the word what the word for crow in french ah claw. so beaky face is not french last time i checked (laughs)
2: I have no idea. I've heard. I wrote of this "Big person. Bird" on my paper. That's all I got.
3: What would "Big Bird" be in French?
2: Grand Bird, <laughs> le Grand Bird. Will be right. Bird.
5: <laughs> well, I think it's well, so is bird in French.
4: I, I have no, no idea, Alicia. Do you have any ideas on this? All I'm thinking about is murder.
0: Um, I am. Thinking about all the like
4: Latin More
0: and like those roots, and I like we mentioned ornithology, so like orno or something like that. Um, the only other thing I can think of was a raven, but a ravens really different than a crow, right?
4: Yes, uh, I mean they're similar, different, very similar looking, different calls though. I believe crows don't mock you for your lost love, but ravens do. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw a nice meme that had all the differences, even though they look similar. That like one sounds different, one's angrier, something like that. Good
3: old Edgar Allan Crow. Yeah,
4: uh, yeah I have. I really have no idea. I like the, your the Latin angle again. I just um, my French isn't helping me here because I do not know the the French word for crow. My um, first
3: question is, what is the transliteration of one eating crow? Anytime I learn a foreign language,
4: how about croc? Because he already said croque madame, which is is not a sandwich with crow in it. But do you want to just say le croque?
0: Yeah. We'll stick okay. with that.
5: And we're saying le grand <laughs> <laughs> so So uh, crow in French is corbeau, and it's uh, le corbusier. Mm, I've never heard of that before. Oh. I have
3: heard of le corbusier, but I don't I've know heard why. of
2: everything from YouTube videos. Oh.
5: That's true.
2: I've heard of a
3: bustier.
5: <laughs> oh, jeez. Question number nine is where the buffalo roam. The rebuilding of bison herds and reintroducing them to many of the areas they once roamed is one of the greatest conservation success stories of the 20th and 21st centuries. One of the newer areas for reintroduction is this place. It is Canada's oldest national park. It was established in 1885 as Rocky Mountain Park, but it is now known as what?
4: You know that's correct? Yeah. That was my guess. Yep. Okay. Do you know any Canadian parks?
0: um is prince edward island is that like does that have a huge park in it is that a region or a park
4: that i do not I've always know always wanted to go
3: to pei
4: i heard they have a, a piercing view though um <laughs> can almost spit out his drink um
2: it's not even right
4: <laughs> it's not the right prince is not
2: no. It is Edward, isn't it?
4: No, Albert. Oh, oh. man, it was oh, good no. though. I liked it. I <laughs> felt I, I felt oh, good no. about it. That's okay. <laughs> I liked it, anyway, <laughs> it's a piercing view. The re the, you reason, idiot. I, the, re- <laughs> <laughs> the reason I the reason the reason I was thinking of of El- of Albert is because I always see memes about Prince Edward, but with the piercing, and I confuse the two all, all right, the time. All right. Anyway. Um, so Prince Edward Island, I loved it though. Oh, thank you. That sounds good to me. The Yukon trail, I don't think is a park. The Yukon. No, it's just a uh, territory, right? Yukon territory.
0: (laughs) I think so. Uh, yeah,
4: I, I'm at a loss really. Um, yeah, I feel bad, uh, to, uh, Canadian listener, Sean Bernstein, uh, who I'm sure will tell me I was way off on this one. Uh, I, let's just go with Prince Edward Island cause maybe it is a park as well. Cause I really don't know any parks in Canada except for the one we went to on the Top Gun ride and banned for a field trip. I can't remember what it's called.
2: That was uh, Canada's Wonderland.
4: Yeah. We,
3: um, locked in with Banff National Park. Uh,
5: and that is correct. We went to there. Famous
3: Jeff. for sites like Lake Louise and, uh,
4: other lovely things to look at. Mm-hmm. I
2: like mean, Jeff. I think just all of it. In the wilderness.
4: Yeah. It, it's very nice. Now, is it Banff with an N or Banff? B A N F F. Banff. Okay. Have you ever been to Banff National Park? Badass. <laughs> <laughs> only badass <laughs> allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Are you
2: Samuel L. Jackson?
5: <laughs> I think that's called all the American ones because we're cool.
2: That's yeah. true.
3: There is I don't a... know. Have you ever been to Dry Tortugas? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Gonna... <laughs> I have not. That's the one off that's the coast reject, of Key West that's uh, like a sunken... It actually seems pretty
2: cool, but... That's the... Uh, it just has like the, a, the black sheep of the national parks. Yeah.
5: Gotcha. All right. So now we are on to question 10, final one of the first round. It's uh, Ladri di Bicicletti. Like Martin Scorsese, I love exploring classic Italian cinema as well as many newer films from that country such as The Great Beauty and Sorrentino's latest film, The Hand of God. The hand of God refers to Diego Maradona's controversial hand-assisted goal for Argentina against which country in the 1986 World Cup. The subsequent win was seen by Argentinians as revenge for a humiliating loss four years earlier.
3: This would be my guess based on all of the information presented. I
5: don't know anything about this, so
2: you're, you're good.
4: You're good. We're going to lock in. Do, uh, do you know anything about World Cup fiascos?
3: I was just hoping for a bicycle thief question. I thought that's where he was going. That's
4: why
0: <laughs> I you know what I think I might have heard this mentioned in Narcos, maybe. Mm. Um Narcos. and for that reason I'm I, I I know I'm gonna sound really ignorant here. Columbia?
4: Columbia. Yeah, I'm trying to think of that too. I have heard this this phrase, the Maradona, is that the soccer player's name? Yes. Maradona? Okay. I've heard him a lot. Uh and I was just watching something where they were talking about Maradona. Something, something. So, yeah, Colombia, if you heard it on Narcos, I I, I feel good about going with Colombia. I was thinking it was either Colombia, Brazil, or probably, yeah, Colombia or Brazil, because I feel like a big soccer power would have embarrassed them or something like that, like he was saying. So, let's, let's go with Colombia, if you feel okay with that. Yeah. Our guess is based on not a soccer embarrassment, but
3: rather an invasion of an islands that they controlled. And we think this is the UK and the references to the Falkland Islands.
5: That is correct. The embarrassment was getting kicked out of the Falklands after 10 days. Or 10 weeks.
2: Well, I had Not nothing to do with that answer. Good job, Jeff.
4: Thank good, you. Good poll. Good uh, job, Jeff brain. After the first round, looks like uh, we're at 50 points. Uh, so we're halfway there, as Bon Jovi would tell us. And Jeff and Ken over at, prayer. over at Psyduck in the box, you're at 70. So you had a really good round there. So 70 to 50 going into the swing round.
5: All right, so this swing round, uh, I pre-recorded this, I played all of this myself, and it's all song intros. Um, and so for this, it's going to be artist and title, and if you get one of them, it's two points. If you get both, you get artist and title, you get all five. Well, it sounds really cool.
4: It does sound cool. So so for the listeners, these are just famous songs, and you played the intro, we have to name the artist and title.
2: Yes. And two points for each. If you get both, get five.
4: Okay. Cool. Let's hear them.
5: Number one. Number two. Number 3 Number 4 Number five. Number 6 Number 7 Number 8 Number 9 Number 10
2: Awesome. I feel like I'm in a guitar center right now.
5: The last one, I messed up the final note, but I got the run right. And so I was like, I don't care. There you (laughs) go.
2: Well, we don't care either, but we're going to do our best to uh, get these answers. Great job.
0: America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit GCU.edu.
1: Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Today's episode is partially sponsored by Zencaster, and we couldn't be happier about that. We love the product. We use it on virtually every episode that we do uh, to get our guests to come in clearly. Uh, They have a great program that filters the audio, makes it easy to edit, and stores it online for us, too.
4: Yeah, it's a huge help that all of our recordings are backed up on a cloud-based backup system that Zencaster runs, and that way we just know that none of our episodes or none of our audio from our contestants are going to be lost uh, like it was one time, which is still embarrassing, you'll never hear it.
5: Yeah, we can't control the Midwest weather. When the tornadoes hit, sometimes we lose power. It happens.
4: Not only that, ZenCaster is super simple to use for our
3: guests and for ourselves. You do it right in the browser. There's almost no learning curve. It saves us a bunch of time and hassle.
4: Thank you, ZenCaster, And let's get those swing-round answers. And we
2: are back. We have sussed out as many of these songs as we could. I took a bathroom break, and I was looking at the Shakespeare uh, poster, and I burst out laughing because I saw the uh, typo, Desda De Dona. <laughs> 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 Not Desdemona. But uh, we are back and uh, let's get the uh, clips one more time and we'll give our answers. So, number one, I don't think we quite figured out, but we'll just say Yellow Bed Letter by Pearl Jam.
0: And then, team, what was it? Jigglypuff Daddy? Yep. All right. Uh, so, we got Prince Purple Rain.
5: It was Prince Purple Rain. Oh.
3: I had a little yellow bed letter problem when I was a kid.
2: Sure you did. <laughs> no shame.
3: Yeah. Um, all I can hear is Brian Johnson
4: uh, screaming Hell's Bells. Uh, we said ACDC. This one took us a while, but uh, we landed on a similar primal scream and we also went Hell's Bells by ACDC.
5: That's that's the song right there. And so for number three.
3: Um we knew this was Green Day, but I think Ken knew the title since I wasn't aware. Yeah, I
2: think that's Long
3: View.
4: Oh, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, Alicia um, knew it was Green Day, uh, and I did as well once I heard the bass line, but we weren't sure of the title. We went a little bit more modern. We said Holiday.
5: And it was Long View by Green Day.
2: Well, done. probably one of the more popular songs about self-pleasure. Is that what it's about? Yeah.
5: All right, so next we have number four.
3: Yeah, Um heard someone maybe slip Highway Run uh, when this song was playing. And uh, I knew it was Journey, and uh,
4: we settled on Faithfully. And this one, uh, we also, we said it was Journey, and we went Faithfully.
5: That is correct. It is Faithfully by Journey. And what did we get for number five?
4: Nothing. I don't think
3: Ken and I ever came Nothing. up with this one. Nothing. Yeah, this um, one. Uh, go ahead,
4: Alicia.
0: Oh, sorry. Uh, wait, well, Neil and I both got Kanye West, but I didn't know the title of the song. So luckily you said Runaway. So for number five, we got Kanye West, Runaway.
5: It is Runaway by Kanye West or Kanye or Ye or Kanye West and Pusha T, however you want to say it. Ye- That's the Ye-Z. correct answer. Yep. I, I would accept any of them. And so then for number six, going back to high school, what, what, what do we got?
3: Yep, yeah, I uh, knew this one right away. All-American Rejects, it was Swing
4: Swing. Yep, hearing the organ, I uh, knew right away it was Swing Swing by All-American Rejects.
5: It is those boys from Oklahoma, All-American Rejects. And yep. for number seven?
2: We really didn't know, so we picked something that it could be maybe, and we said Zac Brown Band Chicken Fried.
0: Um, and we didn't know either. So, uh, we guessed midnight Dexie runner, Dexie's runners. Come on, Eileen.
1: Uh,
5: it is Amarillo by morning George straight. That, that was so close. <laughs> no, not at that close. was, that was my hard country, uh, one to throw on. This is not the right rule. I've for heard of hard country yeah. cuts.
4: I've heard of George Strait. What's morning George straight. What? Is that what, what? you said? Did oh, Amarillo
5: by morning is the name of the song.
4: Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Who's morning, George Strait?" Is that a different? Is that like uh, what's his name, uh, Eric Gaines or whatever? No, go, I'll go take, take a name. <laughs> oh man. Oh uh,
5: yeah the the alter ego of uh, Chris, Gaines. Brooks, Chris, Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Anyway, uh, number eight.
3: Yeah, um, we think we got the answer today. Uh,
4: we said U2 Bloody Sunday. No jokes about this one. <laughs> yeah, this one, right. uh, famous drum, uh, drum intro. Uh, if you know it, you know it. Uh, we said U2 Sunday Bloody Sunday.
5: Should I give points for just... Points,
4: points, points.
5: The... I, yeah, I don't care. I mean, you, you knew what song it was. So. They knew. They knew so what I... it was. They yeah. just we, forgot. We they...
2: demonstrated knowledge like that guy who said Gangster's Paradise
5: on Jeopardy. Yeah. All right, so then number nine
3: This one was a little tricky um, But I know it's
4: Led Zeppelin I believe it's Over the Hills and Far Away Oh, okay Uh, This one we had absolutely no idea It just sounded kind of country So we just said John Denver, Rocky Mountain High
5: It is Led Zeppelin, Over the Hills and Far Away Is this
4: one of the
3: Lord of the Rings songs? I love that Yes They're all Lord of the Rings songs Did
4: you know that? Oh, that the album is about Lord of the Rings? Oh, no.
3: Pretty much all of their songs
4: all are about Lord of, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? <laughs> what about What Stairway to Heaven? Is that from Lord of the Rings? I don't know. Oh. Maybe not, pretty much all like, of
2: them. It's like 80%.
4: Oh, that's funny.
3: The Mound of Mordor. <laughs> I mean, I Robert Plant was explicit. not a
5: great songwriter and a huge nerd, so he just fell back on Tolkien whenever. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, you know nobody. Go- that's
5: okay. Nobody goes to listen to Zeppelin for the lyrics. It's all for the awesome guitar work. There you go. So, oh,
3: I'm here for the, the fair one
5: or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then for uh, number 10, also probably pretty hard for this room. I apologize for that.
3: We just guessed Maggie Mae by Rod Stewart even though I'm pretty sure that's wrong.
4: And Alicia?
0: Um, it sounded like Danny California, but I don't think Danny California started out that way, so um, I know they sampled Tom Petty. So we guessed um, Tom Petty. Last Dance of Mary Jane.
5: It's Copperhead Road by Steve Earle.
4: My favorite.
0: Oh no way! And I, who, I
3: who? I have heard that song. Who's wrote so, Steve
4: Earle? No, sorry, I, had to, I had to lean into it because I didn't sound as dumb. But yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Um,
5: I was just saying that one was a bit tricky because there is the like fake bagpipe intro before that, but uh, I don't have electronic bagpipes, so.
4: After the swing round, if my math is correct, it looks like Psyduck in the box picking up 30 points, bringing their total to 100 even, and Team Jigglypuff Daddy picking up 32 points, bringing their total to 82.
5: All right, so now we get to roll into round two. Question one, we choose to go to the moon. Going from Kitty Hawk to the moon in 66 years is pretty impressive, seeing as humans had gone hundreds of thousands of years without figuring out powered flight. It's also impressive that the Wright brothers went from what previous trade that heavily influenced their airplane construction to being aviation pioneers.
2: Yep, we agree.
4: So we're locked in. Do you know this one, Alicia? Uh,
0: They fixed the bikes for a living.
4: Oh, that makes a lot of sense because I don't know why in my head I thought they were cobblers, but that would not help them fly a plane. <laughs> I, I think fixing bikes is a lot better, uh, and I trust you, Alicia. So let's go with that.
3: Okay. Now I just want to see a Photoshopped image of the Wright brothers running like their modern day Portland bike shop, making fixies. Uh, yeah. We said bicycles.
5: I mean, they have the mustaches for it. So <laughs> That's right, they're halfway there. Yeah. The, they, they did build b- bicycles. That is correct.
4: Got too and... much heel Orville.
5: That's <laughs> one of those, the, the, the bicycle thieves from earlier. Might have been a a hint of that.
4: It's all connected, as you told us. Yes. all connected. Circle of life.
5: So uh, number two is Very Legal and Very Cool. Boston Legal is a spinoff of the show The Practice. The two shows share several actors, including William Shatner, James Spader, and this actress, and a lesser role as Katherine Piper. She is better known for her work in The Mary Tyler Moore Show, The Bold and the Beautiful, and so, so, so many others. Who is this
3: actress? We're just gonna guess the one actress that I happen to remember the name of on that show.
2: That sounds good.
0: I don't know if she was necessarily on Bold and the Beautiful, but I know Susan Lu I know it's a soap opera, so like I thought of Susan Lucci. Um because she's she's been on so many soap operas. And also Candice Bergen, for some reason, like pops into my head. Um
4: those are good guesses um i don't think it would be susan lucci because she was really primarily on all my children soap opera i don't know if she's ever in a primetime show in in a like a main role um and then candace bergen is a good guess as well but the only argument i would make on that one is when mary tyler moore was out uh the candace bergen show was kind of a successor to mary tyler moore and that Uh, similar workplace comedies. Mary Tyler Moore was Mary Tyler Moore. Um, I can't remember the actress who played Rhoda. Uh, Cloris Leachman was the landlord. Ed Asner, uh, who was the other three seasons in? Four seasons in, or three seasons in, or two seasons in, Betty White came on. And I don't know if Betty White was on The Bold and the Beautiful or The Practice. All I know is Candace Bergen was not on Mary Tyler Moore. I'm pretty sure, because I was just doing research for it for something. I know Betty White was on it, and or Cl- Cloris Leachman. Those are the only two I can think of that were on Mary Tyler Moore that could have been on another show. But The Bold and Beautiful is a soap opera, I think, like you're saying.
0: Yeah, uh, Cloris Leachman sounds like she might have been on a soap opera.
4: Okay, yeah, I mean, we can go with that if you want. Those are the only two I know that were on Mary Tyler Moore. I cannot think of the name of the actress who was Rhoda, though, who could be as well. But do you want to say Cloris Leachman, then? Pissed because I think I
3: figured it out, but we locked in with Lara Flynn Boyle.
5: So uh, I I did not want to mention The Golden Girls as the other show she was on because that would have given it away. It was Betty White. Wow, mm-hmm. you're right on the cusp there.
4: Yeah, I was writing something about Mary Tyler Moore and I didn't realize she was on Mary Tyler Moore, but she played a kind of a similar character that she normally plays. But
5: yeah, and she did a three year stint on The Bold and the Beautiful as the mother of the. Main female character, I think. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, uh, question three is: I do not like broccoli. Brassica oleracea. I hope I pronounced that right. More commonly known as wild cabbage, has many domesticated cultivars, including including broccoli. Name three other cultivars, and they have to be specific, distinct things. So, like, not multiple versions of the same one.
0: Uh, I wrote down cauliflower because that looks like white broccoli.
4: I I wrote that Um, down too. I agree.
0: And then I wrote down just just normal or modern cabbage. Okay. And Uh, I think somewhere in the back of my mind, I heard artichoke is related to broccoli.
4: Artichoke. Okay. Uh, The only other ones I wrote down, I, I forget what leeks are. But I feel like they have a bulb of some sort of bulbous head and some sort of stalk. But I don't know if they're related to broccoli, if they're a cultivar of broccoli. Um, I've eaten leeks before. I don't remember anything about them. Um, and then speaking of, of cabbage, I know he mentioned cabbage. So are we not being specific enough with that, Nathan, I, I suppose, if, if it's oh. even right? So no, if you, if,
5: if you uh, wanted to, so let's say you wanted to choose cabbage. You can't say cabbage, Napa cabbage, purple cabbage to make all of them, even though they're different types. Like I would only accept cabbage.
4: I see. Okay. Um, I like your, your thought process about artichoke and cauliflower. I agree with, and I, I trust you, whatever you want to go for the third one. Let's go with that.
0: All right. Uh, cabbage then.
4: All right. What did we have? We had uh, we cauliflower. We went with uh,
3: the cauliflower. We said Brussels sprouts. Also known
5: as a little cabbage.
3: And kale.
5: That is correct. Uh, the list that I have, which is uh, the most common ones. I mean, there's tons of lesser ones, but cauliflower, kale, collard greens, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, guyland, kohlrabi, romanesco, broccolini, broccoflower.
4: Nice. So Broccoli, broccolai. Kohlrabi oh, was the
3: one that was bug in me that i knew i could think of
5: cool all right so number four is fear itself alfred hitchcock never won an oscar however in one of his most nominated films spellbound he worked with this famous surrealist artist although by the time the film was cut into its final product most of their work was cut from the film
4: I believe I know this one. Uh, Alicia, if you want to let these guys talk out loud. All right. Okay.
0: Cool. I'm good. I trust you.
2: So, surrealist artists who would be around in that time? I would say Dali.
3: What was the time frame we're looking at? I don't know the Hitchcock. What were you uh, thinking? Probably
2: like 50s, 60s. I think Dali would have probably been at like towards the end of his life.
3: Well, Hitchcock was a, a kind of an ass, right? So was, so was Picasso. <laughs>
2: Uh, Surrealism though yeah. you think Dali And the other thing is Fear itself um, Dali Was part of uh, Unchen d'Angelo Which is like Just a freaky movie For the sake of
5: Being weird and freaky So
2: Okay
3: I go
5: Dali There's also I mean There's also a Hint earlier in the game For this one uh, Don't Don't make me think about it <laughs>
2: Let's just say Let's just say Dali
3: Oh He was talking about Orology earlier, maybe that's his clue for Dali. Oh.
5: Melting
4: clocks. That's yeah, true.
5: All right, uh, so the answers are Dali, and what was
4: the... Uh, so you were thinking of uh, Louis Bunuel, right? Enchon Andalu. yeah. Andalou, yeah. Um, so we went with um, someone who's in one of my favorite movies, uh, constantly talks about the rhinoceros. So we said Dali. Salvador it Dali. was
5: Salvador Dali. All right. Had uh, yeah, to convince I... Jeff J- for that one. I would have really liked to have seen what uh, Hitchcock and Dolly actually worked on for the film. So,
4: Yeah, that would have been really cool. Yeah.
5: All right. So number five, why can't I just eat my waffle? We all have times in our lives when we just want to do something, or sometimes we just don't want to do things. British singer James Blunt is somewhat famous for refusing to attack, a Russian, attack Russian troops during the Kosovo conflict, which possibly prevented a larger war. As a British Army officer, Blunt is a graduate of which military academy, from which all British Army officers graduate?
4: James, I didn't know James Blunt was in the military. Oh, yeah. He drove a tank. Wow. That guy? Yeah. It's it's beautiful guy? Yeah. You're beautiful, yeah. Or you're yeah. beautiful?
3: Yeah. He was in charge of like running a tank.
4: Yeah. Wow. No wonder he's <laughs> writes happy songs. That makes sense. Okay. I'll let you guys um, think about it. I'm pretty sure he was in a tank brigade but
2: um so we just need the name of the the school, school. That the army or the whatever british the officers go whatever through. whatever
3: the british army version east of point. west point is
2: <laughs> I don't know at all
3: uh, can you think of anything british that might be military related know,
2: straight out of uh, the old East straight
3: point. out of hastings no I'm just kidding I have no idea
2: um east point Shall we?
3: We don't know. Oh, for sure. We don't know. East Point. East Point.
4: It is east. Of West Point. Of West Point. <laughs> Across the Pond Point. Um, Alicia, do you um, have any idea on this one? I, I watch a lot of British TV. I mean, I have an idea. But it's but... all
3: British cop shows, not military, right?
4: Well, some of them are former military people.
0: Well, they kind of took my joke answer of East Point because I was thinking West Point also. Um. The other thing that I thought of when Nathan read this question was the Royal Air Force, but that's specifically for the Air Force.
4: Yeah, the RAF. Yeah, that's for definitely yeah. for Air Force.
0: Uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head.
4: So the only thing I can think of, and this is a long stretch here, is I've heard in British shows, sometimes they'll say they went to like the RMA or the RMC, Um, I'm assuming that means Royal, like maybe like Royal military something, but I don't know if that's real or it's fictional. Um, I'm assuming like, let's see if they're military, they're going to military school. We have West Point military Academy. So we could probably go Royal military Academy or Royal military. See, it sounds like a thing college. So do you want to go? I don't know which one is the right one. Royal military college, Royal military Academy?
0: Uh, I guess we'll stick with Academy.
4: Okay. We'll just go with that. Uh, I wonder if DCI Neil cracked the
5: case. So uh, there there are multiple Royal Military Academies, so um, it'd have to be more specific. The one for the uh, British Army initial officer training is Sandhurst. So mm. RMA Sandhurst.
4: I have heard of Sandhurst. Oh, we were close. We, we got nearly there. I think.
5: You are on the right track, for sure.
4: All right. Well, after the first half of the second round, Team Psyduck in a box picking up 30 points, bringing their total to 130. And Team uh, Jigglypuff Daddy picking up 20 points, bringing them to 102.
5: All right. So moving on, question six is, Want a friend? Get a dog. Dogs are known as man's best friend. Giant three-headed dogs covered in snakes not so much. What is the name of this great beast that guards the interest to Hades in Greek mythology? never knew about
4: the snakes, but we're locked
3: in. It has a tale of snakes.
4: Yeah, Alicia, this is like one of the only Greek mythology ones I never forget. I believe it's Cerberus.
3: Next time you come over, I'll show you my statue.
4: (laughs) Do you have a statue? Okay, yeah, I I believe it. I I know it from Percy Jackson, but yeah, I think it's Cerberus as well. Let's go with that. Yep, Cerberus.
5: All right, and it is Cerberus. So for number seven, I'm a Ford, not a Lincoln. Henry Leland worked in the firearms industry and brought his experience with interchangeable parts and precision machining to the automobile industry, where he later founded Lincoln Motor Company. He also created this company, which was sold to General Motors in 1909 and is to this day the primary American competitor to Lincoln. What is this company? Looks like we're in. Reluctant. We're
0: are, Lincoln's and Bu- are are Buicks a type of Lincoln or are they like different companies?
4: No, they're definitely different. I'm just trying to think of, um, I always used to think of cars in the uh, their umbrella. So you have like, I think it was Ford, Lincoln, Mercury. And you had, um, um, I can't even think of the other ones right now. But yeah, um, Buick would be a competitor of Lincoln. Buick is GM. Along with, yeah.
3: Oldest car manufacturer continuously manufacturing in the United States.
4: Buick is? Mm-hmm. hmm So we're looking for the main competitor of Lincoln. I'm just trying to think of, in their classes, what car would compete with a Lincoln. It's sort of a higher end. Not higher It's like middle higher end. So Cadillac is kind of high end, but Cadillac could also be an American manufacturer that's up against Lincoln. Buick, like you said. Um, I'm trying to think of who else that would be. Wouldn't be Pontiac. That's GM. Wouldn't be Chevy. GM, no. Yeah. Um, I like where your head's at. Like either Buick maybe or Cadillac. What do you think of those two?
0: Yeah, I was also thinking Cadillac too because that's on the higher end. Um, that's your tough. Your son it's bought up. you a Cadillac? <laughs> so I guess it's up to you if, to choose between Buick or Cadillac.
4: <laughs> Good Seinfeld reference. Uh, Sorry. Did, no, no. I, I, Ken's making me laugh because of a Seinfeld reference. Uh, well, you must be made of money. He's got a Cadillac. Yeah. Um, what, were there any other clues that you caught up in the question or no?
0: No. Uh, the only thing I got was that it it's the name of a higher-end American car.
4: Okay. So higher-end. I would put Cadillac above Buick, like you said, for higher-end. Do you want to go with Cadillac? Yeah. All right. And just to be completely honest with you, the entire time he was reading, all I was thinking about was the Lincoln lawyer because Ken was looking at me. <laughs> so... Cause I just finished it. Um, yeah, let's go with Cadillac. That's our answer.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure in the GM lineup, their entry model is Chevrolet, then Buick is their mid-market entry, and named for a French explorer who found Michigan, we said Cadillac.
5: Daddy never was the Cadillac kind. It is Cadillac. All right. Nice choice, so, Olivia. Good job. Yeah, good. I uh, always, always like hearing people talk things out and then finally pull it. It, it feels good
4: um sort of like the trunk release uh lever that comes standard with every cadillac
5: (laughs) all right uh so number eight all men are equal before fish as dolphins left earth just before its destruction in the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy they were polite enough to say so long and thanks for all the fish Writer Douglas Adams also wrote stories and worked as a script editor for this British sci-fi show, which, despite having nearly 40 seasons, is just a baby in a country where Coronation Street has over 10,000 episodes. What show was this?
4: I believe I know this one, Alicia.
0: Okay. Were you thinking Doctor Who?
4: I
2: was. Or no? Okay. That's what we're thinking, too. Um, Well, I can...
3: I've been rewatching it.
2: It does seem very Douglas Adamsy to me.
3: And so, they definitely have more than forty seasons in their fifty, sixty years.
2: Well, they took years. a long break, so yeah. Let's let's go with Doctor Who.
4: Doctor Who, and uh, if you're okay with that, Alicia, I, I'm guessing you know it is a long-running show. It definitely didn't beat Coronation Street, but it's up there, uh, and I feel like he'd be a perfect writer for that show.
5: It was Doctor Who. All right, so number nine, sock it to me. Boxer James J. Braddock may not have had a long and storied boxing career. However, his tenacity in returning to the sport after what should have been career-ending injuries to claim the heavyweight title inspired a nickname and a movie about him. What was the nickname and
4: movie title? Reluctant. So, Alicia, Ken loves this movie uh, when it comes to (laughs) boxing movies. (laughs) Um, It's a great movie. It has Paul Giamatti in it. Uh, I believe he's looking for this. They did uh,
2: Max Bear, totally dirty, though.
4: They really did, yeah. Uh, I believe that he's looking for the Cinderella Man. How do you feel about that?
0: I was, I was that. That's the movie that came into my mind too. All
4: right, cool. So that, that's our official answer. Yeah, I got pretty
3: excited when uh, John Oliver bought um, Braddock's like groin crotch piece to ship it to the last blockbuster in America. Uh, we said Cinderella Man.
5: That is correct. It is Cinderella Man. All right. So question ten. What do all of the categories in round two have
4: in common? No. <laughs> can, you, can you name them for us in secession?
5: Sure. Um, all right. We choose to go to the moon. Very legal and very cool. I do not like broccoli. Fear itself. Why can't I just eat my waffle? Want a friend? Get a dog. I'm a Ford, not a Lincoln. All men are equal before fish and socket to me. All right, we're uh, we're elected. Suck it to me.
0: Um, so I think that these are all variations of quotes by presidents, because uh, I know H. W. Bush said, "I do not like broccoli."
4: I'm the president um, of the United States now, so I'm not going to eat broccoli. Not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a really great clue. I was, you know, what's funny? I was thinking of they were like old SNL commercials or something, because broccoli made me think of. Um, Dana Carvey, his song, but uh oh, but chop now, and broccoli chop Classic. and broccoli. yeah, but I think now that you say it, like fear itself, like that's a great answer and why you're an awesome. I team. don't get that chop and broccoli thing at all. It's just a you know, it just had to be there. just a goofy song. Um, I totally agree with you. I really like your answer uh, of things presidents have said. Kennedy wanted to go to the moon, right? FDR
3: was afraid of fear itself. It mm-hmm. didn't want us to be. And Nixon said, sock it to me on
2: laugh in, and then Watergate happened. So, right? <laughs> we all said presidential,
4: quote, variations.
5: Yep. That is correct. It is all things said by presidents.
4: Great poll, Alicia. At the end of regulation, it looks like both teams were picking up 50 points in the second half, uh, which means that Jigglypuff daddy is going to pick up 50 to bring them to 152 and team side duck in a box are at 180 so very narrow margin for the final round what are the categories Nathan?
5: so since we just did a whole round of my president said uh it is all going to be presidents so presidents who what where when and
4: why we're all in. <laughs> <laughs> So is, is category four and? Who, what, when, where, why. Oh, when. About presidents. Who, what, when, where, why. All right. All the wagers
2: are now locked in. Jeff felt really good about this, so we're going 30s all the way down. Um, we'll find the, out if that's misguided. Uh, Jigglypuff Daddy, 10s all the way down, feeling a little more conservative. Um, but we'll see what happens. What are the questions?
5: So questions are Who? Though the first woman elected to the presidency of a nation was Vigis Finn Bogadotter of Iceland, who won in 1980, the first woman to serve as a president of her country was elevated from the vice presidency on the death of her husband in 1974. Who was she? For what? Joe Walsh, the guitarist for the Eagles, James Gang. Ringo Starr's all-star band, and probably half the other bands your dad listened to, ran for president in 1980, although he couldn't have been elected since he was only 32. In 1989, he appeared on the first season of this groundbreaking acoustic music show, whose episodes later produced a number one hit from Raya Carey with the cover of I'll Be There in 1992. Name this show. Where? I think of myself as being from Texas because I've lived most of my life here, although I was born in South Carolina. There are multiple presidents that we think of as being from Texas, though not all of those were born here either. Name the only two presidents of the United States that were actually born in Texas. When? When the television show Hill to the Chief debuted in 1985, it was the first time a female president of the United States had been portrayed on television. The sitcom was canceled after just over a month and is now a footnote on the storied career of this actress and mental health advocate, who is better known for her work in The Miracle Worker, Valley of the Dolls, and her eponymous show where she played identical cousins. And then, why? The presidency of the United States of America wanted to move to the country. Why? To eat a lot of peaches. While the lead singer of this band states that this desire to move to the country and eat lots of peaches came from the overheard mutterings of a homeless man, it definitely calls back to a song from a couple decades earlier with exhortations to blow up your TV, move to the country, and eat a lot of peaches. Which singing soldier and Chicago mailman performed this song?
2: We have the questions. We'll do our best to come up with the answers, and we'll be right back. All the answers are now locked in. Let's get the questions one more time, see what happens. All right.
5: So for all these are related to presidents, and the first one is who. Though the first woman elected to the presidency of a nation was Vigdis Finnbogadottir of Iceland, who won in 1980, the first woman to serve as a president of her country was elevated from the vice presidency on the death of her husband in 1974. Who was she?
3: Yeah. So originally, I was thinking that this was Indira Gandhi, but I believe she was Prime Minister, and to take over after her husband passed away, it had to be something probably a little bit more corrupt. Um, so I think this was uh, Perón. I can't remember her Ava. first name. I can't. Maybe Marie or something from
5: Argentina. Anyways, Perón. Perón. Yeah. Okay. Jeopardy rules. So.
0: Yep. Uh, I I don't know if we went. Fell into the trap, but the only one that we could think of was Indira Gandhi.
5: So it was, yeah, Isabel Peron who took over when her husband died. Uh, Although Indira Gandhi was the daughter of Nehru, who was the uh, first prime minister of India and the other founding father. Yeah. yeah. Jawaharlal Nehru. Also prime minister, yeah, specifically looking for presidents. Because I think there had been several other prime ministers that predated... um, Anyway, so for what, we have Joe Walsh, the guitarist for the Eagles, James Gang, and Ringo Starr's All-Star Band, and probably half the other bands your dad listened to, ran for president in 1980, though he could not have been elected since he was only 32. In 1989, he appeared on the first season of this groundbreaking acoustic music show, whose episodes later produced a number one hit from Mariah Carey with the cover of I'll Be There in 1992. Name this show. Yep, we said MTV Unplugged.
4: We thought the same thing, right? Carrie, late 80s, MTV is huge. We said unplugged.
5: That is correct. I mean, it's either that or storytellers for acoustic music TV Mm -hmm. shows. So guess the right one. All right. So for where, I think of myself as being from Texas because I've lived here most of my life. Although I was born in South Carolina, there are multiple presidents that we think of as being from Texas, though not all of those were born here either. Name the two presidents of the United States that were born in Texas.
3: So um, I'm, I'm pretty sure LBJ was born in Texas. I know he's famously from Texas. And the other one I'm fairly positive of because I've seen a like a Russian statue-esque sized bust of his head right against the highway as I've been driving to Dallas. Uh, and that would be Eisenhower. He's got his hometown like right up there north of Dallas.
0: So uh, we knew for sure it definitely wasn't either of the Bushes, Um, and we guessed presidents that we figured were from the South, so we picked Ford and Johnson.
5: So Johnson is correct. Uh, Ford is from Nebraska, and the other one from Denison, Texas, just about a little over an hour north of me, is Dwight Eisenhower.
3: I am I am right though. Doesn't he have like a huge like yeah has a head, huge head sculpture
5: on the side of the yep. highway. It's impossible to miss. I, I think I'm actually going up to Denison next month for something, so I will check out the giant head and make sure it's still there. But okay, as cool. of last check,
4: <laughs> and take um, a picture
1: for
3: it's it. A, it's like a thirty foot head on the side of the oh, highway. Yeah. I don't want to see my head that big.
5: <laughs> and uh, the bushes I think are from Massachusetts and Connecticut respectively. Yeah, kind not surprised
3: so. they went to Yale, right?
5: Yep. yep. The, those people. They're a
3: Norris family. They moved yeah. down there uh, to Houston once Daddy found oil. There well,
5: so they moved out to Midland and Odessa first, which uh, is a big step down from Houston. I tell you what, it is so flat down there <laughs> that on a uh, on a on a clear day you can see the back of your own head. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> it's, Don't
2: get the flat earthers on us. <laughs>
5: Uh, The earth is not flat. Midland is. So uh, now we move on to when, when the television show hail to the chief debuted in 1985, it was the first time a female president of the United States had been portrayed on television. The sitcom was canceled after just over a month and is now a footnote on the storied career of this actress and mental health advocate who is better known for her work in the miracle worker Valley of the dolls and her eponymous show where she played identical cousins
2: we had no idea, so we picked Mary Tyler Moore.
0: And uh, both Neil and I knew that Patty Duke played twins or, like, identical people, so we picked Patty Duke.
5: And Patty Duke is correct. I'm pretty sure she got a supporting Oscar nomination for The Miracle Worker.
4: I believe so. Yeah, yeah. with Anne Bancroft. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. movie. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. All right, so for the final question... Uh, Possibly the, from the discussion, the hardest one of the whole game. Uh, the president of the United States of America wanted to move to the country. Why? To eat a lot of peaches. While the lead singer of this band states that this desire to move to the country and eat lots of peaches came from the overheard mutterings of a homeless man, it definitely calls back to a song from a couple decades earlier with exhortations to blow up your TV, move to the country, and eat a lot of peaches. Which singing soldier and Chicago mailman sang this song?
2: I'm not uh, sure on this in any way, but just the uh, the concept of destroying your TV, moving to the country, sounds pretty Woody Guthrie to me. So that's what we said.
4: That's a great uh, guess as well. We were just trying to think of maybe old country artists that uh, would be covered you know, by the modern kids. Uh, so we just said Waylon Jennings. We had no idea.
5: So the song was Spanish Pipe Dream, and the artist who wrote it was John Prine.
4: Hmm. I don't know if I've ever heard of that person before.
5: Check out John Prine. Uh, His first ever bit of uh, press was Roger Ebert was going to see a movie, hated it so much, he walked out partway through it and went to go drink away the movie. And uh, John Prine was sitting there uh, playing songs in his mailman uniform because he had just gotten off his route. And Roger Ebert liked it so much, he wrote an article about John Prine instead of the movie.
4: (laughs) Wow, that's cool. Great story.
2: Well, it's going to be a close one, there, Neil.
4: It is going to be a close one. Uh, it seems that Team Side Duck in the pants in the box. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: If you put the Psyduck in your pants, <laughs> that's animal abuse. <laughs> aye, yeah, aye. aye. You, can, you can abuse Pokemon in many ways, but not like that. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, you can,
3: you can just steal them from their homes to make them fight for you, but you can't do that.
4: And uh, doing that, you're going to catch a lot more than just Pokeballs. Uh, so we're going to say uh, Team Jigglypuff Daddy is losing 10 points uh, in that hard final round, bringing their total to 142, but picking up 30 points, just enough to win by a pretty handily margin, uh, are going to be... <laughs> just enough to win. <laughs> a fiddly margin is uh, team side duck in a box uh, bringing up uh, 30 points bringing their total to 210 and they are today's cream of the crop
2: oh my god you guys you're like the cream of the crop right now good job Jeff Good job Ken was a, good uh, job Nathan good job Alicia you. good job everyone good, good job Neil
4: thank you yeah good job to everyone uh great great game great questions uh, there's a secret theme there that was a lot of fun um great audio round as well just great presentation today nathan thank you uh and speaking of uh of you joining us today um thank you for your patreon support uh, of putting this game together for all the audio clips that you gave us and the hard work that went into that but uh floor is yours anything you'd like to say to anyone any shout outs all that good stuff uh the time is now
5: um i don't i don't have anything of my own to plug at the uh moment but um I would just like to thank the playtesters that we had. I had uh, Lauren and Louie help me out. And um, so uh, I guess the only other thing I would say is, since I don't have anything of my own to plug, um, I uh, definitely tell everyone to go listen to a guy who lives down the way from me, Joshua Ray Walker. He's great. I'll plug his stuff instead. And That's uh, a
2: musician? Yeah, musician. Uh, he's a
5: he's a singer. He just uh, had his Opry debut pretty recently. Wow. And, oh, and I also think Ian playtester. I don't want to leave anyone out. Ian also playtested for me. All
4: right. And how do you say that artist's name? Joshua Ray Walker. Joshua Ray Walker. All cool. right. We'll check them out. Uh, Alicia, thank you so much for being a partner uh, with me today. I know we didn't uh, pull out the win, but I felt like we were on the same wavelength. We just didn't, we weren't able to do enough to win, but it was a ton of fun. Thank you for joining us. And any final shout outs or or hellos you'd like to give?
0: Um, so definitely if you're not already, uh, definitely join, um, the triviality Patreon. It's totally worth it. Um, and the other thing is, I guess, uh, since a lot of, I hear a lot of people just shouting out, uh, checking in on teachers. I'll do something different. Um, I guess just support your local library.
4: There you go. Wonderful, wonderful shout out there. We have a, a great group of librarians uh, and library people who work at libraries that listen to the show. They've reached out before, sent us emails. So yes, uh, totally agree with that. Support your libraries and uh, enriching uh, everyone uh, with their reading skills. Uh, but yeah, anything else from you guys? That's it. All right, and Matt uh, is disintegrated. Uh, Ken's going to get a tattoo with his ashes and we'll see if he reappears soon. Uh, with that old reference we made at the beginning of the episode. but, uh, uh, so but yeah, Was that today? Yeah. It feels like it was... <laughs> We're like, just giving up on the callbacks now. Yeah, it feels like it was a long time ago.
2: Well, that'll do it for the episode. Thanks to both of our guests for Jeff, Neil, and myself. That was Triviality.
4: I mean, it's... In- I don't think I've ever listed the lyrics of that one. Which- <laughs> Which is fun. I, it makes me think of I touch myself, I'm feeling like I a just, dog
2: in heat. Well, so how about this? I just realized yesterday I'm 34 years old. I just realized yesterday <laughs> the song "I Want Candy" not about candy. Nope. nope. About a person named
4: Candy, uh-huh. right?
2: Wow. Oh, I
4: didn't know that. I learned something. I want a girl six years who's years old.
3: I want a girl who's 37, tough but sweet. And you thought it was about. <laughs> f- <Snickers>. I wasn't <laughs> listening to the. <laughs> I
2: was a child, and my childlike mind just continued on with it. I, mean, I just remembered it was in heavyweights while they were stealing candies. So.
3: that's because that's what they do with that song yeah. right?
2: well all right what's next
3: hey for any of you out there who need a great platform on which to record your podcast please use our offer code uh at uh, zen.ai slash triviality a trivia game show pod trust me we didn't pick that uh but the offer is good for 30 percent off directly through zencaster so if you're looking for the same excellent easy to use experience that we get with professional sound please Check
1: out the link below. Yeah, the discount code's in the link. You can use copy and paste.
2: That's zen.ai slash triviality, a trivia game show pod. Links in the show notes.